Hello, hello, welcome to another wonderful episode of this beautiful podcast called Collective Language. We have today a beautiful Mama Jolie. Thank you, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> welcome you, Jolie. We are so happy to have yes, you today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. You're a, to me, you're, you're like a vital part of Collective Focus, so I'm really excited of talking to you today. Um, let's start with the most simple things. What are your pronouns? Um, what's your name? Where you come from? So my name is Jolie, known as Mama Jolie on Instagram. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and I am from the Dominican Republic. I was born in Puerto Rico and I was raised in Bronx, New York. I didn't know you were born in Puerto Rico, but then you live in Dominican Republic. I lived in Dominican Republic maybe a year as a baby. Wow. Lived in Puerto Rico till I was six years old and then moved to New York. To the Bronx? To the Bronx. Okay, I see. And how did you find Collective Focus? How did I find Collective Focus? That's such an interesting, interesting story because I also have my own organization and I was just doing work for my organization and stumbled upon this magical place collective focus while dropping foods in the fridge and for some time I didn't know that there was a collective like a uh, center I just thought there was fridges and I actually dropped food for about six months until I finally met Brie okay and she told me that there was actually a center here wow and so you were already supporting even before knowing this didn't place didn't even know it wow. existed yeah Wow, that's impressive. What, what was your organization? What's it called? Uh, Rising Sun Outreach. Okay. And it's something that I started with my family members. They've already like done a lot of um, mutual aid work, but never put it on paper, actually. So I came in and I was like, guys, we really have to do this officially if we're doing this all the time to be able to get some help somehow and continue the work. And that's how it happened. And... It opened so many doors for me, and I met so many wonderful people. So, yeah. So you were doing mutual aid work before, and, like, how did you start on that? How did you decide to start making mutual aid? How did I? Oh, wow. It's, it's a very interesting story. I actually worked in fashion for a long time. Oh, wow. I did modeling. I did a lot of work outside of mutual aid which was not related at all and I just got an epiphany after I became a mom that what was what was like an example I was going to give my kids as an individual on earth and I started like really weird looking at my natal chart like what what am I here to do guys like let's get it together and I decided that I wanted to do mutual aid work I read an article and I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. Wow. And just started doing it. You grew up in the Bronx, right? I grew up in the Bronx. And do you, do you still live in the Bronx? I don't live in the Bronx. I lived in Brooklyn for 15 years now. Okay. How was it growing up here in New York, the Bronx and Brooklyn? Very interesting. Um, I kind of felt out of place because my home was Dominican Republic, but outside of my home, I was in the U.S., So I kind of felt like my parents didn't understand what I was going through and how I was growing up. Um, of course, it was not a great environment where I lived. 
Brook Avenue, Sixth Line. If, every, if anybody knows, they understand what I'm saying. It was not great. and But it was very inspiring because I look for things outside of that to inspire me, like fashion and all these things that New York actually has to offer. And it helped me not attached to the things that I, I went through growing up. I see. Wow. This it sounds like it was tough to growing up. Yeah. I mean, shootouts at three o'clock in the afternoon coming out of school. That's like, yeah. no kids should be going through that. I've been there. I've been there where I come from. It's a lot like that. In Latin America, we have a lot of those issues too. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you about um, what's your medium of art? What do you, what would you say is your medium of art to create? My medium of art. Well, I'll yeah. say that since I was trained in fashion, well, funny story. Growing up, I grew up in a, a low-income f- household, so we really didn't have any money to buy clothes. Yeah. So we always thrift shop. Everything was thrift shop, you know? Yeah. Every thrift shop in New York City, I went to and I knew <laughs> where they were. Wow. And I became a vintage specialist after I came out of school because of that struggle. And that, to me, became my medium of art because dressing is, is something artistic. It's yeah. something that, you know, you, you're portraying and it's very important. Yeah. I feel like here in Collective Focus, I've, like, every time I, since I started coming, I see people wearing very, like, unique styles, you know? I love that about here. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's very, also, like, it's a very big part of New York. I always see people dying to go to thrift shops. Sometimes I see lines outside of the stores. And to know that you have all this knowledge about these stores, it's like, wow. It's a thing, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive, for oh, sure. Thank yeah. you. And, um, like, how would you say your medium of art, like, you contribute to the community? Well, my medium of art contributes to the community because we're able to recycle if we wear more vintage or, or maybe wear used clothes is a, is a way to recycle and give it back to the community. Not only does it benefit the community, it benefits the earth because yeah. we're not putting all these things in landfills and creating bigger issues for us down the line. And I just feel like everybody deserves to have clothes, just like everybody deserves to have food. To have cool clothes. And cool clothes. Yeah. And we have, the world has enough of that. Yeah. We can all share yeah. it and wear it multiple times over. Yeah. I Since I've been volunteering here, I've been getting so much donations from here, like clothes donation, and they are so cool. Unique, right? Yeah. It makes me That's, think like... I love this. Like what you're saying makes so much sense because we can just st- stop spending so much money into like, you know, $3,000 pairs of pants But you could just get super cool pants donated. Like, to me, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes know? so much sense. So in your family, how, like, what's growing up? Like, the art, uh, the artistic part of it. Like, is your family into fashion? Well, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, and they back home owned businesses. And one of the businesses was ran by women, and it was uh, a store. And they had clothes. And they were very into clothes. My mom was always into clothes. You know, coming to New York was like actual, like, crazy, like insane for her because she's like, clothes come through New York. You know, she was, yeah. that's why we went to thrift shops because we would find like treasures. And so, yeah, we shared uh, the love of the artistry of 
close, yeah. So they support you, right? Like for sure, they love decision. Close. Yeah, that's what I say for Raya. <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's hard to find that support in families. Like yeah, yeah. My family they support me on music, but I kind of like had to push it a lot. To, yeah. For they to realize, like, okay, you, that's what you want to do. You want to do art. Mm. And I was like, yeah, for years. And they were like, okay, you can do it. It's just tough sometimes. Um, Get it. For your community um, and also for your family, like, how do you practice wellness with your, in your, inside your family and also in the community? Mm. How do I practice wellness? Well, I look back to what my the elderly people in my family did for wellness and how they um, felt about wellness. And I try to practice them here. It's not the same, um, but, you know, like making sure we're drinking teas and we're exercising and we're eating good, even if we have days that we eat bad. So just that's to me, that's the practice that I have for wellness. That's amazing because you have like an ancestral connection there. I really do. And I recently, in the recent years, started to really um, find that connection back home. Be as, like I said, as a mother and also as a woman, I'm getting older and I'm thinking, like, how do I live long term? Yeah. How do I stay around? I want to see my grandkids, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that um, keep it, it's very important to keep these routines going on, the wellness routines. And I heard, like, when you came earlier, you were talking about you have your uh, rocks with you, you have your... My crystals. Yeah, your crystals. And you tr try to set a, an energy, right? That Does that help you? Very much. Um, I feel like because some of my signs are earth signs, I'm very... What are your signs? What are my signs? Yeah. Should I say that here? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Taurus, Virgo, Libra. Whoa. Taurus, Sun, Virgo, Moon, Libra, Rising. So I am very connected to the Earth. I feel all the pain that goes on. So I'm always looking for ways to ground myself because this energy can get really crazy. I can manipulate it and use it for good things and like be be very um, like helping others with it and like keeping that to me that's better than anything else you know so yeah i agree that's the way you do it you have to transform it it's just yeah, so much we all have energy yeah. it's just like how, how are you projecting this yeah because it's so much it can become it can be like so heavy sometimes Very and then much. if you use it like for your own good and to help others it's the, the right way right i admire that jolie that's amazing thank yeah. you Johan. you're amazing <laughs> So is there like, a, do you think there is a lot of access to wellness here in this community? I think that we can work on getting more access to the community. And I think is it has a lot to do with education and um, educating people on different tools that they can use to heal themselves because we can go and get and and get treated by a doctor but are we healing our symptoms are we moving on from this how are we becoming better I, that's yeah no i agree yeah. what you said there's like collective focus actually got me a lot into wellness since i've been coming here you know there's so many there's the meditations that happens almost weekly and there's so many routines that i got into my life now thanks to that's wonderful yeah i think this place is creating 
kind of like a difference with that. At least for my life, it's been yeah. like that. Yeah. So regarding your your eating habits, what are your eating habits and how like they influence the work you do? Well, my eating habits have changed throughout the years. I'll say that. Yes, I'm a New York girl. I love a deli sandwich. Yeah, let's <laughs> I go. Love, I love that. I love cookies. I love sweets. But I realize that that's not sustainable for long term for myself. Um, and I've changed throughout the years. Now I try to be a little bit more vegetarian or vegan, even though I do indulge in meat. But I know my limits and I try to balance them out. And yeah, it's a working progress, I'm going to say. But did you, did you eat meat? I do. I, my husband's vegetarian, so it's, n it's not that hard not to eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I have to make these dishes, but I do eat meat maybe once a week or twice a week. I see. I've been eating more meat lately. Like, there was this period of time where I was kind of like almost fully vegan for some time. But then more vegetarian, and then I'm eating meat again. I think also seeing my mom, she just cooks so well. I can't resist Aww, to this like, meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get it. I go to my mom's house, and they, ha yeah, I'm like, give me what you got. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like keep it, but I, I really think like consuming less is is, is very important. Yes, it is. Mo yeah, yeah. So very much. Do you exercise? I do exercise. Um. I do more of like yoga. Oh. I actually got into the yoga maybe like 10 years ago. Yeah. After, you know, having a child and feeling all these ways about my body. Yeah. And it not only helped my health, but it also helped my mental state, which was amazing. But yes, I, I do work out. I don't do the strenuous, like, lift weights. I have the weights, but I, I'm not going to say I use them every day. <laughs> no, that's good. As long as, you know, as long as you put something on your body. To yeah, do it, like... just it's something that gives movement is important. Yeah. So with your, do you have any specific spiritual uh, routines that you do or beliefs? Spiritual routines? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So I grew up in a Christian household. So same. I really learned a lot about um, spirituality through Christianity, but I don't practice Christianity. I've same. developed my own belief and m my own way of practicing spirituality and learning like different tools like herbs and, you know, candles and smoke and prayers. Yeah. That's the same. Keep myself grounded. Yeah. Yeah, the same things I do. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's kind of ritual. It's like just ritual. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I just developed the ritual. It's just throughout time. It's just like what you said. It, it is. It, it keeps me grounded too when I when I do it. It's good. It brings you back. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, come back home. Yeah. So regarding like, uh, let's talk about like social media and um, like. YouTube videos, TikTok. Uh, what kind of movie series do you do you consume any of these uh, things? I'll be honest, I don't watch anything, <laughs> and my husband watches everything. Oh my god! <laughs> Does he tell you about what he watches? He tells me about it, but if you don't really watch it, you really can't connect with it. Yeah, but I try and. I've just I, I just watched a lot of TV as a kid. Yeah. So I guess as a grown up, I'm like, 
I don't want to watch anything. I do read a lot. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of way of like... Yeah. What do you like to read? Like, what would you say as like... Well, I like a lot of informative type of or historic literature because I, I, I want to connect back to what people used to do and, yeah. you know, kind of like look at what people used to do and like mirror it with what's going on now in my life. I recently started reading a lot about herbs and things like that because I really want to get into working with herbs more and being more intentional about yeah. what the purpose are for them. That's beautiful. So, yeah, that's what I've been... My partner getting um, is getting into that. It's, she's been doing it for quite some time now. So she's also reading a lot of different books about herbs, nice. how to make them to heal us, to help us sleep better, to help us just have a better life, you know? Yeah, they're here to help us. And yeah. like you're saying, it's important to have like, to know about this historic like importance because in the past, For many cultures, herbs has been the way to heal, to keep going. You For know? thousands of years. Yeah. And, yep. and it's just being like, now it's like, it's not even in high regard. It's like kind it's of... It's not used in the modern medical yeah. fields. And it's very questioning. Yeah. It's so cool you are getting into it, for real. That's Thank a, you. It's, it's a good road, for real, to follow, to honor the place. Yes, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, so how do you feel like this, um, well, I, I mean, I get like the little media you consume is this herbs books books, and this historic books. So they affect what you create? Do they affect what, you create, what I create? Yeah. Well, I, man, that just actually makes me think that me going into this new thing is like a new artistry of, that I'm creating for myself because... I've always been in fashion and that's what I knew for a long time. And I feel so comfortable that I know so much about that that I just don't even want to do that anymore. I just want to learn something new that, like I said, it's long term for me. Like I want to live a long life and yeah. I want to be healthy and I yeah. want to be available for my children and my grandkids. Yeah, that makes so much sense for real. Yeah. What do you think of this all this media going on right now? Like you say, you don't consume it as much, but what, what would you say is like the positive or negative outcomes of this whole thing going on right now? Well, what I can see is that media is highly affected by social media. Yeah. And we're living in this culture that everybody has an opinion and everybody thinks that the opinion counts. And it does count, but are we saturating opinions? <laughs> and how is this making the world evolve? And the media is kind of like, how do I say? Transforming. It's transforming with all these opinions. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I, like I said, I don't consume it. I don't watch it, but from outside in it's a lot yeah and i think about my kids and how they are going yeah, to have to deal with sure. that you know i'm teaching and a lot of kids get so influenced by famous people so hard like a lot of the uh, kids i teach they are like second graders fifth graders and i've seen a lot of influence by mr beast i don't know if you know this guy this is like a super rich guy who does like viral videos mm -hmm. and It's just, like, the influence they get sometimes to me is just not that good. Like, they really love 
a lot of YouTubers that do, they're very rich. They do a lot of questionable things with their money. So it's like, I don't know, it's like kids get, they admire those kind of people. And it's, to yeah, me, and it's morphing their mind. Yeah, to me it's yeah. weird. Like, very much. Yeah. And it's going to take a lot of parenting to clear that up. That's right. The thing today is like kids, they get an iPad when they're like three years old, you know. So it's like wow. Since to me, that's that's impressive. For that's, real. that's insane. Yeah, for be, sure. I try to limit that in my household. That's good. That's good. I think a lot of parents try to do this because they know it's, it's a problem. It's a problem, and I've seen how it's the difference. I see that when my oldest child has her phone a lot, she's not cooperating or paying attention. And when I say you can only have your phone for two hours a day. Everything is perfect. Wow. Like she's available. <laughs> she's mentally here. But you it's know, really, this is a problem also with grown ups. I, I've very seen it. much. Yeah. If it's happening to children, I mean, yeah. Imagine grown ups. I have seen it too. Like people just get so disconnected from it. Like dissociation when they get in, in the phones. It happens to me sometimes too. It happens to all of us. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. But yeah. we have to become aware and kind of like. Not do it. <laughs> I think that's the first step, just becoming aware of it, knowing that you are doing that. And it's like, okay, I, I need to change this somehow. For sure. And then think about how it's such a new phenomenon. Yeah, it is. Our, it's completely new, yeah. Yeah, like our parents, they they never had a phone. No. And like my first phone, I got it when, I don't know, I was like 10, 11 or something like that. But today, kids get phones really young. Wow. My kids in, in fourth grade, they have phones. I got my first phone when I was 17. Oh, wow. Yes. Like, I remember when the Nokia came out, my mom had it and we shared it. Like, I had one of those, <laughs> yeah, with the snake game. And yes. The, the really yeah. old one, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's. Is technology is going really fast. That's the thing, and it's like it's making a lot of change in the way we think, the way we behave, the way we do things. It's a little scary sometimes. Very much, and it just makes me think that anything that goes fast crashes. Yeah, yeah, so. it's scary, but we got it. Ah, uh, <laughs> we do. We're gonna get there. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get now to the million dollar questions, Jolie. You're gonna get a million dollars. Oh my gosh. When you answer these questions, are you ready I'm for ready. them? You're ready. Okay, I see you. <laughs> Can you create better income for or in struggle? Like, what would you say? Like, when you're struggling, you create better, or when you are like comfortable, you create better? Well, growing up in struggle, I definitely create better in struggle. And I think that my brain is already wired <laughs> to create in that space. So, yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing. For me, I I feel like I create I can create in both the scenarios really good. Like I don't mm -hmm. know, my brain sometimes when I'm struggling, I feel that pressure to do things. Yeah, for the limits and stuff. But I also think that if you're creative, you're just creating. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if you're up or down. It's just you're creating, and it's just your environment is gonna project that. In music, I have seen this happening a lot. I think it's common, but. A lot of musicians, they can create better when they are sad. And that, that I've seen that a lot. Like, a lot of my friends who are, like, uh, songwriters, they tell me this. They are like, man, when I am, when my heart is broken, I make the best songs. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, weird phenomenon, but I have seen it happen, and it's just impressive. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's weird. <laughs> so, 
If you have to couch hop in versus queen size bed, what would you pick? Jeez. That's a tough one because it, both like, they have. I like my yeah. bed. <laughs> I love my bed. I love my bed. Yeah. You know, even growing up in struggle, I always had my a bed. That's so good. I can say that. Yeah. You know, I, I never had to share my bed. That's so. amazing. For real. I grew up in bunk beds. It was bunk beds? Yeah. We had bunk beds too, but you had your own bed, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. So big up to our parents that they gave us our own bed. Yeah, yeah. I always had my own bed. That's that's something amazing to reflect on right mm. now, for real. I'm grateful for it. I think mm. couch is couch helping is good. Like sometimes when you... It depends. Yeah. I can't couch up with no kid, no. I yeah, have children. I see. <laughs> but if I was in my younger age and I was a single woman with no kids... And this was was helping my path. Totally. Let's get the job done, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that perspective. Um, and would you say, like, when you're working on your projects, would you say low budget versus large budget? I could work with both. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like, for me, I when I think about it, because my medium is music, I always work with low budget. And... I never had the opportunity to work with large budget. Like I work in studios with a lot of expensive gear, but it was more learning in college okay. than actually working in a studio with a large budget. So I don't, I, don't, I can't even relate to the experience of that. But I, I love the limitations on the low budget too. It really yeah. always pushes. It creates the the creativity. It comes yeah. through. Yeah. Um. We are approaching the ending of this. Um, we would like to ask you, um, Jolie, if you want to uh, shout out to anybody out there right now. Ooh, shout out to my mom, my dad, my ancestors for bringing me here and meeting all these amazing people. Shout out to my husband for always holding me down and my kids who bring me joy. Oh, that's so sweet. And we have one last question before we go. Um, if you if you have your younger self in front of you right now, what would you tell them? What would be like an advice or what, what would you say to them? You're taken care of. You're taken Don't care. worry. That's beautiful. I'm going to take that one for myself. <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Yoli. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Johan. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. You are. Un yeah, sí, eres muy interesante. También, sí, gracias. Sí, sí. Tienes unas raíces hermosas, muchos ancestros, mucho de qué hablar. Gracias por compartir. Gracias por estar con la comunidad. And thank you to all the listeners out there, the millions of people listening to this right now. <laughs> thank you. You all have a wonderful day. Bye bye.